Welcome back to episode 102 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Ironman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Trump gets impeached twice and what that means for Bitcoin. Next, the Bitcoin dream is dead. Then, how will humanity adapt to a multi-million dollar Bitcoin? And finally, find out if the retail investors are in the market. All right, let's listen in. not as relevant as 100 but whatever Dude, 104 <laughs> is going to be relevant because that's twice 52 what does that mean nothing think about it. if we do a podcast once a week that's 52 okay. times a year so in essence that's two years in the books exactly right? yeah but not exactly so we started like in a, on a march right two years ago yeah but i so mean I, I think we've done a couple of podcasts like two or maybe two podcasts per week a couple of weeks well, that's good then. That means we're overproducing, yeah. <laughs> which is cool considering like as much shit we have to do. So, <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about this shit. Yeah, let lately, me, let me bring up a lot of shit going on. Yeah, let me share the screen here. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, we're we're also in Decentraland, by the way. Oh, not me. I just I oh, just you jocked out? myself out. But while you're in there, yeah, <laughs> have some updates coming up. <laughs> from the ethermon team yeah the ethermon team's like plugging away man they're they're like building every single every single day man they got updates and uh there's gonna be an event coming up next week on wednesday the 20th january 20th where beta testers will be able to jump in and like battle these little slime entities here slime grass yeah so what do you get from battling them and killing them as sad as that is, uh, i don't want to see them die because they're so cute right but well i think um so let me click on this Ethermon logo. So you your Ethermon has to battle these slime grass, and there's potentially a consequence, right? If you uh, you could die, right? And you have to revive your Ethermon. But for every attack that you do, your energy goes down and your hunger goes goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, so in return, you potentially can win like randomly generated prizes, mm. uh, XP, and uh, and some other. Uh, other things they're gonna they're gonna do for the event as well. So, mm-hmm. but for now they're just testing out you know the battling mechanic with uh, on next week with mm-hmm. a couple of beta testers, and then we'll see what they do next. Interesting. So this is like what the whole <coughs> airdrop was about is uh, airdrop of the grass meta. So this grass that you see below is the actual meta, right? Yeah, that's correct. So that's what the whole purpose of distributing as many of these grass metas out there as possible just to have more of these little slime mobs that's right you know out there in the world so yeah this particular landowner has 10 grass metas all in in these two plots here and so that's why you're seeing so much there's usually not this many (laughs) yeah that's right is it is it one per grass that's how it works right yeah i think it's one per grass Uh, but but the more grass metas that you have up to 10 the more often that these things will spawn so you'll be able to mine marks which is a uh, off-chain token that ethermon is going to move on chain eventually yeah 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 and then um and then you'll get a bunch of experience points by tackling these little little guys oh that's awesome very good so you're you're so whoever owns this little 
couple parcels, they did a good job as far as like providing all the metas necessary for like a, an actual Ethermon yeah. grinder to like want to stay here, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you, you have the food readily accessible with the uh, garden bed right there. So if your Ethermon gets hungry and weak, you can eat, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you got plenty of mobs to keep battling. So yeah, this is pretty cool. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so let's let's give a, a backdrop on what's going on with the world, I man. Oh man, do we have to, dude? Yeah, we, we have to because this has <laughs> lots of implications on cryptocurrency. Yeah, and that's true. On, I on have my own like, I mean... Did we even, yeah, we ca- we covered that capital right like live, I think, on the podcast, didn't we? <laughs> Last week? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we, we covered it live as okay. the capital was being attacked by by citizens of America. Yeah. It turned out like it was actually a much bigger deal than what it looked like from this Twitter feed. Like it just kinda looked like people just going a little it's getting a little rambunctious, right? But it actually several several people died. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is not cool. And like as a result of that, there's like a whole cancel movement going on, you know, for anybody affiliated with Trump and Trump himself. He's yeah, actually not, removed from Twitter. He's been removed from Twitter, YouTube. Pretty I mean, much everything. Dude. Every, every every single platform. platform. Yeah. It's like, it's, this is like a 100% tech, like big tech collusion. Like everybody on the tech sector agrees to, you know, just get rid of anything Trump from the internet, you know. And not just Trump. Do you hear they shut down Ron Paul? No way. Did they? Yeah. Wow. Why? I don't know, man. He seems like a pretty wholesome guy to me. Yeah, he's like a (laughs) gentle guy. Why would they cancel him? Yeah, I think they're getting a little too crazy. Like, I think, like, the big tech got, like, a taste of their power. Like, yo, we can actually just get rid of everybody, you know? And that's exactly what they're doing. They're getting rid of anybody who doesn't fall in line with, like, kind of like a liberal, you know, state of mind. So let's think about what that means. So they canceled Trump, and Trump right now, it's at the House, they're, they're voting to impeach him the second time. Yeah. Which, you know, I just don't quite understand, like, why impeach him once if you have to impeach him twice? Like, what is the point of that? Yeah. Yeah, meaning, like... Maybe this is the time where they... This is the chance where they can actually remove him from office. No, I think I think it's very likely because there's been some Republicans who are totally turning on him um mitch mcconnell even said like uh trump has done some impeachable offenses so <clears throat> well he almost started world war three with north korea uh not even a year ago did he yeah remember he was in he was like baiting baiting them into launching a, a rocket and then when they did and it failed it was like he was making fun of them yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they're tying that at all to what's happening here. <laughs> oh, well, no, but I, I mean... I think this is all... Yeah, it's it's the rally. So I, last night, I, I re-watched his, his big speech at the rally, right? Just to kind of... I, never, I didn't watch it. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I wanted to see... Because everyone's stating that he incited this riot to happen. So I wanted to see, like, his rhetoric, right? Like, what is he saying? Yeah. Is he out there like motherfucking Hitler? Like, do you mean, like, <laughs> hell, yeah. hell white people or something? I don't know. It, I didn't see anything that bad. I mean, it was just his regular spiel, like, you know, I'm awesome. Everybody in the Capitol is not. Like, they're all frauds. You know, they, they this is all corrupt. His typical speech, right? Yeah. And he, he one thing he said is, I during, like, in the middle of it, he's like, I know you're all about to go march to the Capitol 
and let your voices be heard. He, he, but then he added, uh, he tacked on peacefully and patriotically or something like that. Did he say that? I mean, because yeah. I remember him saying that, don't be weak. He might have said that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he has like conflicting messaging, right? And he's speaking to like his diehard base. So, but for sure, he kind of like sent them the signal to march to the Capitol, right? But he didn't tell them to be violent, but it doesn't matter, I guess. Well, his, his constituents were telling them to uh, fight. His, his yeah, other, like, his, his they, they, he cronies. Said, fight, let your voices, yeah, pretty much like fight, let your voices be heard. Like he's saying things like, we're not going to let this happen, right? He's just riling them up a little bit, right? Yeah, getting them yeah. a little angry and aggressive, like, fuck. Kind of like, you know, really getting that, that picture in their head. Like there's something historic happening here. Like the election's being stolen from us. We're being forcefully removed from power. Rah, rah, rah. Like, let's go do something about it. But then he, he said peacefully. I'm sure he just did that to like rid of himself of like any, any implications. Yeah. But yeah, if you're to point your finger at any source of what happened that day, it's definitely that Trump rally that was taking place like right down the street. <laughs> yeah. No question. You know? Um, so another thing to kind of consider the consequences of what's happening here, if Trump getting banned from all these platforms, which lends a good uh, use case for all these decentralized platforms to really take take advantage of what's happening. But oh, yeah. the question to you, Iman, is let's say uh, Hitler was part of Twitter and all these social media platforms. And what's the line you 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 draw before it's time to take somebody off? I mean, there there aren't people as powerful and like egregious as Hitler. Yeah, but Hitler was Time's man of the year at some point. Yeah, but what I'm saying is there are people on the Twitter platform right now who aren't being deplatformed, who do have like genocidal ideas and stuff like that from people from like, you know, maybe like radical Islamic. Yeah, I mean, there's racists on Twitter and there's like public racism on Twitter. Yeah, you got like the Chinese like uh, communist like propaganda Twitter account still tweeting like like reacting to what's going on in the United States and like celebrating, you know, all the chaos happening. Yeah. You know, like there, there's still a lot of voices for sure on Twitter who are not, I wouldn't say like peaceful entities. Yeah, right? but it's different when it's some crazy guy on Twitter than when it's the president of the United States. Yeah, that's true. That's a hundred percent true. And that's what I mean is like, that's why I don't want to compare Hitler to Trump. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm talking about the extremism of. So you're saying if Hitler exists today. Yeah. Today's like, time. And there's like in Germany, like there's like an actual party emerging where people are. Are considering genocide. Yeah. Like and as like a take legitimate. Takeover take of Europe. Yeah. Basically. And they're using Twitter as a platform to, you know organize and yeah create like more of a base of followers and stuff like that yeah uh so what what's the question what, what's where do you draw the line that? when do you take hitler off of twitter and all these platforms when do you do it like because uh, the the underlying question is if we have these decentralized social media platforms where you can't take anybody off because the technology doesn't allow it mm-hmm. uh, you know do do we live in a world where there's like rampant racism and rampant genocide, like rampant, all these ideas start getting traction Yeah. without the ability to have critical thinking about what people are actually saying? Yeah. See, that is a problem. And it, like, I guess like, 
at face value, you want to say like that, you know, the fundamental rights of, of, of being a human is the, the ability to voice your opinion, right? No matter how wackadoodle it might be, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> who, yeah, like, like you're saying, who's, who's the moral police here? Who do we give the authority to determine what's right and wrong as far as like your belief systems, right? Well, I think there, I think there, there is nobody, there is no entity on earth that should have that kind of power. Well, yeah. I, well, I agree. There is no entity that should have that kind of power, but there is a clear line that should be drawn when you're inciting violence, right? That is always not a good thing. See, inciting violence, like, what does that mean? Because Trump didn't do that, you know? I mean, you can't, like, point to anything he said, like, he's actually, like, telling them to go, you know, break into the Capitol and, like... Yeah, but he doesn't have to. He yeah, doesn't have see, to. He He didn't denounce... Uh, the, the 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 Proud Boys or um the the white supremacists, mm -hmm. and so he's sort of like nodding and winking at them by the stuff he's saying. That that's that's the what about, issue. What about all the violence that was happening in the streets during the summer during the Black Lives Matter movement? I saw nothing but like endorsement and 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 reverence for this movement and people acting this way. You you were talking about this Trevor Noah guy trying to rationalize what was happening as like a positive like that's not okay no no definitely the the violence from uh blm is 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 always a bad thing yeah it's always a bad thing but the so how come the movement the, the movement was a good tweeting. thing yeah but all the people they're inciting violence right by encouraging it is what, like it's it's that gray line like how do you yeah how do you draw the distinction but you know I don't think Black Lives Matter movement was about inciting violence. Well, neither is but the, the people who believe in election fraud, right? Yeah, but Trump, Trump was lying to his people about evidence of, of, of election fraud. He was lying to them. And so he was telling them to go to the Capitol and show some degree of force, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's like, you know, waving your fists in the air to like actually breaking in. Mm -hmm. Like he's... Trump is saying stuff without actually saying it, and and people are picking that up. Yeah, see, there's like a clear double standard, though. Like, there was way more violence going on during the BLM movement. There were people attacking government buildings and are attempting to. And, like, where was the public outrage against that? Well, there was yeah. public outrage. Even, even the, the people who support Black Lives Matter movement, they were agreeing that violence should not happen. Okay, maybe not public. The big tech outrage, then the big tech. But the, but there like, was no yeah. one guy. There is no. There there wasn't a that's, leader, a president. That's the problem. To this. Yeah, there is no one guy. Yeah, there's no one you can actually go to and like shut down like a movement, right? And, and yeah, I he, think he, think about the 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 power that Trump has with 88 million followers. Mm -hmm. You you have a responsibility. You have a a certain level of. Uh, critical thinking that has to be put into the tweets that you make, mm -hmm. and and you have a responsibility to to, sh to tell the truth about stuff, not just lie about election fraud when there's no evidence of it. Mm -hmm. and, and Trump doesn't have that ability because he's narcissistic. Yeah, and he's trying to really make his case, right? Yeah, like, he's not trying. He's trying to prove his point that there is some kind of proof of election fraud. I mean, it there would might be, be different. Like, it would be different if there was some evidence. I would be supporting Trump if there was evidence of election fraud. Yeah. Like we said, the, the evidence that they did have apparently was presented to, you know, the judicial courts and yeah, it was it, rejected. It was so. rejected, yeah. 
that should be like you know the end of it but yeah it it, it went too far for sure in my opinion yeah <clears throat> So, but don't you think like we've talked about the again the BLM movement? They they ex, they distorted their evidence as well. They exacerbated the the actual like severity like of of the problem. I think I don't think the the, the problem warranted the reaction that we got and saw. Well, I think a lot of that was fueled by the media. Yeah, but it's also it, there's history and evidence. I mean, there's consistent evidence. Yeah, there's there's. there's there's okay, yeah. The th- yeah, it's more visual. You actually see the the bad the yeah the bad things that people are outraged about, right? So there's just more of like an emotional connection to that. Yeah. But I think for sure it was spun out of control by like continually showing these images nonstop, day and night to the for people. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fueling this this sentiment of like hatred towards the establishment, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's the same tactic like media manipulation on the people right that's that's what gets both sides in this type of state yeah you know oh absolutely there's media manipulation and everything especially in black lives matter movement where they're just kept showing you know george floyd and and all these other murders all day long every day yeah Yeah. it was was like uh adding fuel to the fire and and but that's i mean that's a consequence of social media I mean, you click on the the most outrageous stuff because that's that's how our mind works. Yeah, and yeah, it, they live for this stuff. Yeah, pretty much. yeah. So, but, but but it goes back to like when when do you draw the line on somebody who is pushing this this narrative that isn't true? Like Trump is like lying, like consistently lying about things. Mm-hmm. And I guess you do it uh, as soon as you have a good supporting to do it like uh, this this capital event was the perfect time for big tech to kind of step in and make their move right because now they have the whole country yeah they just have witnessed some kind of fallout from years of uh, you know political i guess i don't know what would you call it but i guess yeah political manipulation of his own base you mm-hmm. know yeah and so yeah it it, it incited something not good <laughs> for the country this is definitely not a good look you know yeah and so right now we're looking at the a live view of the time remaining for this vote and it's 225 for and 194 against Mm -hmm. Uh, so it looks like i don't know what this means but it looks like he's gonna get impeached twice yeah i'm pretty sure i mean whether or not it really matters that they get him out of office a week ahead of time who knows really it's more i think this is just another political move i think maybe there might be some kind of like I think this is the rule this, where he can't run for re-election, right? Yeah, I think, I think that's the point. Yeah, yeah, I Which, think they're really just trying to get it, like eliminate any probability of him coming back. Yeah, I think uh, before before I understood that, I thought this was like a, a petty move, especially if he had a week left. But I I get the motivation to impeach him twice again so that he doesn't have a chance to become president again. Yeah, I think that's what it's all about. Or maybe they just really want to just stick it to the guy. Be like, yeah. I think that's you. part of it. That for sure. Yeah. That's he can go down it. in history as the only guy. I think one other president may, not a president, but I think it was like a senator who got impeached twice. Oh, really? I don't think there's been a president who got impeached. No, no, president, no. So, yeah, he'll go down in history for sure. He already will. Yeah. Know. This is probably the only time this will ever happen. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it seems like. <clears throat> 
Uh, yeah, but dude, there's this the, the Republicans are struggling now, dude. It's actually incredible how much of a 180 it was. Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> like the Democrats for the last four years have been pretty much outraged at their, you know, their 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 promised candidate, you know, Hillary Clinton losing to Trump. Like there's there's no bigger upset in political history, I bet. Yeah. So the last four years have been them like trying to. <clears throat> take revenge for that and damn dude the revenge is here like they are but you know what trump trump did it to his to himself though yeah yeah he didn't have to like take it as far as he did i think he lost a lot of support during like those debates Mm -hmm. i don't know if you watched him but he he -hmm. he attacked biden like unnecessarily you know during a time when people were like questioning biden's actual like positions not position that just his like capability to even like have a job like this because he's an old man you know people were speculating he might be like early stages of dementia and whatnot yeah yeah like trump had a lot going for him at that time like people even on on the left were debating whether or not biden is you know suitable for this position yeah i mean i I thought i thought trump was going to win in a landslide to be honest yeah but he came out like completely unnecessarily like just too over the top with the aggression, I think that threw off a lot of his base, you know? So, well, yeah. I don't know. Of, I don't know how much base it threw off because it was still like 70, 75 million votes for him. Well, dude, it could have been more, dude. It could have been more. Yeah, it could have yeah, been enough to sway the... Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But, dude, still, this this sets like an ugly, I think, precedent still for, for big tech. Just to just show... It's just more of a showcase of how much power they, and influence they have yeah. on this country, you know, on the world, really. Yeah, but, I mean, so... The point of this segment of the podcast is to figure out is like, let's assume that Twitter and Facebook and all of these were decentralized platforms mm-hmm. and we had a rampant Trump just like running amok. Yeah, which it's probably going to end up happening in the future, more than likely, because now this this base that's getting completely deplatformed from social media, they have to find a new hub, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And if, if like the application stores like Google and Apple and whatnot and Dang, that's that's true. It's if, it's the if, it's the gateway to these decentralized apps. Yeah. Like if they're completely barred from that network, there's no other option than to find some kind of decentralized means to kinda of like, yeah, do exactly what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So this is like the opportunity of a lifetime for a platform like voice <laughs> to actually <laughs> onboard like some actual mega voices yeah but what 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 a timing for dan larimer to completely step away from block yeah one. <laughs> uh i don't know if we talked about it on the podcast but dan larimer the founder of eos yeah has, has stepped away for the third project that he has created yeah he, he's gone he made like a like a farewell note i guess oh did he's he really leaving, leaving block one as cto <clears throat> yeah if you know what block one is it's basically like the foundation of the EOS ecosystem, you know, it's the entity that raised the $4 billion ICO, you know? Yeah. A lot of people were expecting it, like all that money to kind of like incubate like a nice ecosystem of projects to be spun out from the EOS ecosystem. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately that hasn't happened. The money hasn't really been allocated as people were expecting. And yeah, pretty much the best we've seen so far is is the voice platform uh, intended to address this exact issue. It's kind of like they saw this coming, right? You know what? 
I remember seeing some posts on The Voice where the actual platform is not decentralized. Like, it, you could still censor people. I think even Dan Larimer said something like that. I don't know. Really? Yeah. No, that's that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that might have something to do with why he left. I don't know. I guess Dan's really good at, like, spinning up blockchains and whatnot, but he's not good. Dude, uh, check that out. Managing them, I guess. Are you oh, saying wow. that? <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, this is a uh, hyper localized to uh, to Houston, but the Rockets trade James Harden to Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine by me, dude. I'm not. I'm not hurting. So he's back, or he's with uh, Kevin Durant too. Yeah. So it yeah. looks like Harden will land in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving after Houston negotiated trade involving several teams, players, drafts, and swaps. Wow. Well. <laughs> Well, Sucks to Houston, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Houston, Houston is a sports, terrible, terrible city for sports. Yeah. I mean, it's just just terrible. But who cares? I stopped watching this shit a long time ago because I, I just don't I don't care anymore, dude. <laughs> I just don't care. But anyway, back to uh, crypto. Bitcoin dream is dead. What do you think about that? What is it saying? <laughs> I don't know. Bitcoin's recent 25% plunge illustrates why it will never be a true currency. Oh, a true currency? See, well, that's it's not trying to be that anymore. Yeah. So yeah, let's see what this Medium article says. Who who wrote think, this? I don't know. James? I mean, it's kind of true. That was the original Bitcoin dream, wasn't it? To be like a currency of the future? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of agree with him in that sense, you know? I don't think people are going to be spending their Bitcoins, dude, anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I agree with this sentiment, I guess. <laughs> the Bitcoin dream is dead. But but yeah, there's a new dream. <laughs> That's right. Dream, it's alive and well, dude. Like yeah. That store value dream, dude. It's not going anywhere. Uh, Bitcoin was, after all, not designed to be a speculative asset. It was designed to be a currency, a new medium of exchange that people could and would use to transact daily business with each other. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. Like gold, Bitcoin is valuable to the extent that people think it's valuable. You buy it because you think someone else will pay more for it in the future. Yeah, um, man. Digital Ponzi, like I said, just like gold is a Ponzi, you know? Yeah, but there still has to be <laughs> a, a, a reserve currency, right? Do you think the dollar is going to persist? There? Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're operating without one. You know, we're operating. We're not on the gold standard anymore. No, no, no. I know, but there still has to be a reserve currency, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, is it going to be the dollar forever? Uh, it's not looking like it. It might be the, the Chinese yen or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, but it's still based on fiat. So even if it's some other fiat currency because it's performing better, it's not going to perform better forever. No, I understand. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what that's why gold is used for such a long time, right? Yeah. It's more of like, that's like a truly universal money standard. But yeah, the central banks had a different idea <laughs> like a hundred or so years ago. Yeah, let's take a look. So the fact that Bitcoin has no intrinsic value the way a stock or bond does doesn't mean it's headed to zero. It, it just means that Bitcoin has become totally untethered from its original purpose, which was supposed to be a way to revolutionize people's everyday financial lives. It's now mostly a way for people to get rich quick or lose their shirts. In an ideal scenario for people to protect their wealth against inflation, Bitcoin began a, as a cryptocurrency. It has ended as a crypto asset. Yeah. I mean, I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, maybe in the future, when Bitcoin becomes a little more stable, you'll you'll start to see it more 
you know, transition back to its original purpose, but probably not, not unless like things like layer two become much more widely adopted, integrated, you know? Well, let's, let's take a step back. And so this guy sort of has a bearish view on Bitcoin, which is totally fine. That's his opinion. I don't know if it's really bearish. I mean, I think he's well, well, hold on. spot on, you know? I, well, I don't know. I, this doesn't look like a full <laughs> bullish uh, article, but, but, Look at this update that he made. An earlier version of this piece misstated the cap on Bitcoin. If you know anything about Bitcoin, you know the cap. So how could you misstate it? So this is so this tells me James doesn't know anything about what's going on. Well, that's probably true. He's probably not as informed as like somebody who actually spends the majority of their time on this stuff. Yeah. You know. Which I mean, if you're going to dude, let me go back to Twitter here. If Twitter's going to push this. Mhm then uh you know you would think that the whatever twitter's pushing knows something like this guy should know something who who is maker by medium marker by medium oh so marker uh making you smarter about the own business okay it's just yeah. some publisher dude dude yeah so it's just somebody with again an opinion so so we, we talked <laughs> about we, this should we deplatform this guy for not thinking <laughs> the way we think or what no no think about this though we were talking about this very subject and, and not in like the exact way but we were talking about how if you know how bitcoin works uh, you know how hashing linking the blocks together the work that these hashing computers are doing uh the amount of energy it takes the fact that Bitcoin hasn't been hacked in 12 years, the only thing that hasn't been hacked in the 12 years. Um, you know, if you understand all these things, you understand how money works. You know for sure that at minimum, Bitcoin is way better than any fiat currency. Mm -hmm. So and knowing that and you read these articles that say Bitcoin is dead or. Yeah, but I mean, that's just come on. That's clickbait, dude. It, it, it is, but but they, even if you read it, it, it's not saying it's like yeah the the original Bitcoin dream is dead, but Bitcoin is going to surpass, you know, gold and it's going to surpass fiat collectively. Like that's yeah, but they don't they don't need to say all that, dude. That's that's too much shill. You know, but it's I mean? not it's not too much shill if there isn't something better than Bitcoin to do all those things. Yeah, it's like it's like you're putting your stake in the ground. It's like, dude, Bitcoin's this is it. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I like to see sometimes you, you got to have some bearish um, arguments for the thing, too. You don't want everyone just be like <laughs> high on hopium, right? Yeah. Somebody has to step in like to the outside and be like, yo, you guys are fucking crazy, man. You guys are putting all your hopes and dreams in this fucking internet magic fairy dust yeah. currency thing, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the way it looks to the outsider, right? Because they're not as personally invested as we are, you know? We're, dude, whether you like it or not, dude, we're all members of a cult, you know? This is the Bitcoin cult. And we are sipping the Kool-Aid pretty hard, you know? Yeah. That's perfectly fine, man, as long as our cult wins, wins you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as the Bitcoin cult wins at the end of the day, then you did the right thing, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, and that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make is that like once you like fully understand like Bitcoin and and then it's it's opposite brother and it's fiat. Like I don't know if you can be bearish about Bitcoin. Mm, I mean, I think Bitcoin's it's proven too many people wrong too many times. You know, to, to be bearish about to be skeptical about it. Yeah, yeah. I think like it's it's just too consistent, too 
predictable at this point. Like it has like a predictable nature to it. Now yeah. that we're starting to understand even better. I think it's so, it's new yeah. use case as the world reserve currency is uh, it's the right use case and and I understand like why people kind of hate Bitcoin. But it's not it's not going to be that. Though. It's not the that's what we're, it's not going to be the currency of the future just because of the nature of the tech. It's not possible, you know. <laughs> There's fundamental issues with the underlying technology that will prevent that from ever happening. Don't you think? Prevent uh, the world reserve currency? Yeah, we're 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 just everyone on the planet is transacting bitcoins at all times. No, 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 so hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So, world reserve currency doesn't mean that you and I are going to be spending bitcoin at the grocery store. Well, that's what it is. That's what the dollar is. That no, is that, the world reserve. Currency. So, the dollar yeah. is currency, and yeah. there's going to be currencies pegged to bitcoin, like backed yeah, by bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, but bitcoin's not that. That's some other kind of like government issued stable coin probably in the future oh you know? for sure yeah this isn't like but bitcoin yeah, is like, like it's like uh it's going to be the thing that that underpins the value of it and any other currency that's built on top of it or that's pegged to it bitcoin yeah, could be worth a hundred million dollars per bitcoin and <laughs> yes. and then you're gonna have you're gonna have million <laughs> Cause think about it. Crazy now, no, think about it, because it represents the twelfth in in the world, right? So you'd have to have like a Bitcoin at a hundred million dollars in order to peg something to it, and, and actually to peg everything to it. Yeah, that's just like the ultra bull case for it. You know, that's assuming like literally every other asset class turns to nothing, and like all that's left is Bitcoin. I don't think that's what's no, no, I, no, 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 dude. It's it's hard to explain like what I have envisioned. It's sort of like, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. It, it's Big, sort of Bitcoin represents the monetary value of human interaction. Mm -hmm. And when when I send you the digital USD version, the new cryptocurrency of America, mm -hmm. to you, it's going to be backed by Bitcoin. Like you can always convert that USD, the digital crypto version USD that's pegged to Bitcoin, to Bitcoin. Mm. like that's going to be the foundation to our financial system is is all maybe, of bitcoin. maybe not like i think governments will ever like abandon the idea of their own like see but they don't have to own. dude they, they won't have to even though bitcoin is a world <laughs> reserve currency they won't they, that doesn't mean that you won't have a dig a crypto yen and a crypto usd mm-hmm I think it's just going to be two separate systems. You know, there's going to be legacy finance and there's going to be internet finance, <clears throat> you know, whether yeah, or not but the I'm talking to the extreme, like 150 yeah. years from now, like dude, that is not a, a, a space to be making predictions for dude. That is a little too far into the future. Like, you know, so many things have to go perfect for that bullish Bitcoin scenario. You know what I mean? Ah, shit. I don't, I mean, I don't think possible. so. I think things have to keep going in order to get to that point. Because fiat is yeah. defeating itself. The dollar is defeating itself. Like, it, it, let's say once fiat, fiat officially is defeated, like officially, like you cannot, you're, you're Venezuela. The whole world is Venezuela. What yeah. do you do then? You just like wipe the slates clean. It says everybody has no debt. The, the country has no debt. We have the new we have the new dollar and uh, that's that. Yeah, that's that's a scenario I don't want to envision. I don't think it, I don't think there's gonna be some kind of like uh, if everyone's Venezuela, I don't <laughs> think there's gonna be some kind of collective like reasonable like 
you no, know, I agree. Relaunch of of finance. It's gonna be more like now. It's just like a giant, like anarchic type scenario where it's just countries battling for you know resources, battling for Bitcoin. Like who has the most? No, Bitcoin? not Bitcoin, dude. We're talking like resources, like things you actually need to survive. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if we're all Venezuela, like we got bigger problems than than that. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, what my point is is that if uh, if fiat is a self defeating system. You know, what's next? What is what foundation do you build off of your interactions, monetary interactions? Like, what do you do at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. What I mean, I think for sure we're that's going to happen at some point. Some kind of major correction to the financial system is going to happen. Yeah. There you go. Like, we know that. But that doesn't necessarily mean just Bitcoin is just it. You know, governments are going to they're going to sit there and think, like, what to do next? See, but doesn't necessarily the mean they're going to all be like Bitcoin is the answer, right? Because um, governments don't want to give up the power and control they have over their people, you know, and that's what Bitcoin represents. Yeah, but don't you think that <laughs> yeah, people they might, would, they would might. get educated enough to be like, yeah, I'm not going to participate, or at least I'm going to have 50% of my wealth in yeah. Bitcoin? That's exactly what they're going to do, and that's that's what it's for. It's, it's to store some of your wealth away from the risks of, like, you know, fiat legacy finance. But it doesn't necessarily mean we have to use everything has to be on Bitcoin. Like, well, if fifty percent, if everybody puts fifty percent of their wealth in Bitcoin, it's the biggest class asset class on the planet. No, oh, for sure, for sure. I don't think the fifty. Well, people will put fifty percent of their wealth into anything. Into dude, most people don't have one percent <laughs> of their wealth into anything outside of you know what's in their bank account. Yeah. So that's just the way it is. You're assuming like everyone all of a sudden becomes a savvy investor in the future. Well, I mean, let's <laughs> so let's, we've seen 12 years of Bitcoin and yeah. it's only up. So we can assume that the next 12 years is going to continue to go up. Right. Because that's that's the trend. Yeah, you know, you know what else has only gone up in the last 10 to 12 years? Stocks. <laughs> you know how many people own <laughs> stocks? Like less than one percent of people own stocks. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen with Bitcoin. Yeah. No, those same people, those same like either retail or institutional investors, they will pick up on this new digital asset and they will purchase it. Yeah. That's it. I think that's as far as it goes. You're like, See, but that, that that sort of like gives you the incentive to collect as many Bitcoins as you can, right? Yeah, of course. Because that's still, that, that's where most of the wealth is concentrated in that 1%. Yeah, that's right. So if yeah. that 1% is saying, hey, you know, Bitcoin is like this next big thing, I'm going to buy, you know, $500 million worth so I can at least protect half of my wealth. Yeah, like I mean that means it's just a good asset, you know, which is what this this publisher is arguing. Not so much the currency of the future. Yeah, because a lot has to happen in order for that like re that that bull scenario to occur. Basically, like complete meltdown of everything. <laughs> yeah, but for sure, like a, a new asset class is definitely emerging, and that's what we're here for, you know. But I like your optimism, Will. <laughs> <laughs> regardless i i just uh it just comes down to understanding how fiat works and it's just gonna kill no i get itself. it so i get it i don't i don't no, see I, an alternative if there was an alternative to fiat currency then i would be a little bit more less bullish on bitcoin yeah i think at the end of the day it's just gonna be it's just gonna be like there's gonna be so many currencies dude <laughs> we're already starting to see things like social show eh, social tokens starting to pop out reading like just people are gonna have tokens that represent their own worth i guess like every celebrity that you know is gonna have a token in the future and 
people who follow them and want to stake in their career somehow are going to purchase their social token. So it's going to be an infinite variety of digital currencies, right? That all have value to them. So they're all potentially spendable units of, of value, right? Look at this guy. Another uh, terribly written article. You see what I mean? Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Dude, if you, dude, I'm, I'm dude, telling you, you guys, but, every, if you're listening to right now, please just read the Satoshi white paper. Start there and and understand like this is a fundamental change in how humans interact with each other. And yes, you'll... but see, this is also like a good representation of people who are just like toxic. <laughs> like if you if you read the article, the guy wasn't saying anything like that. Bitcoin is truly dead. I think he just like looked at the fucking headline and like assumed it was this super anti-Bitcoin. No, piece. I, I'm pretty sure this guy. Dan Who's Dan Held? Let's go to his account. I guarantee you the first thing it says is like some kind of Bitcoin thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of you learn about Bitcoin, dude. Yeah, but Fuck that's shit. that's the point that I'm trying to make. That if you know how Bitcoin works and you know what it means, what the implications are, then you you automatically know that this article is just full of shit. Whoa, speaking of full of shit, oh, we got fun. a breakthrough, dude. Dude, we are full of shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> our our uh consolidation i mean it still hasn't broken out of yeah yeah i mean i think the top is at 40 and change but i guess this is not a, a resistance level dude it's just gonna go to 38 and come back down potentially or you just bust right through it dude like it always <laughs> does right which is i don't know I, I'm, I'm still hoping to see bitcoin consolidate a little more than this you know but if it doesn't that's fine like it had a reasonable correction i think 28 29 percent yeah not bad that's pretty reasonable but i was expecting something a little heavier considering as was know, i as was i considering 10 months of non-stop like positive movement <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was expecting something a little more reasonable as a pullback so yeah I, i'm not i'm not expecting this to break out yeah neither am i i think like i said i think we're gonna be hanging out i said between 35 and 30 but i'm guessing now it's gonna be 35 30, 40 and 30 can i see how this looks on the daily yeah daily chart <clears throat> so let me get rid of these trash lines yeah i mean i mean that's pretty healthy dude yeah it's not unreasonable to see this just completely continue to steamroll up to like 60 70k right i guess yeah. it can happen i don't want to see that happen i think that's just too much too soon in my opinion yeah but what do i know man what if these institutions <clears throat> really do push up the price to like 200 and 300 i don't know man I guess they're saying like that has to be the case, right? Because they're the only ones with that type of capital yeah. influence to actually put us in this realm of the trillions of dollars yeah. you know, for Bitcoin. Like, good Lord. I don't know. But yeah, apparently bullish, bullish sentiment is definitely like nearing all-time highs, dude. Like it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can even look at Google Trends here. Yeah, that's always been like a nice indicator to me. But I spend a lot of time on Twitter, so I, I see a lot of the the euphoric signals just from what people are saying on Twitter. But we need actual data <laughs> to support that. See Bitcoin past five years. Oh, Ooh, we're we're getting a, a breakthrough here too. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah, we're we're about to yeah, like see, surpass this dude. Uh, yeah, it's Damn. getting a little nuts, dude. So what do you think? Considering like the prices are higher than 2017's peak, are we expecting like Google Trends to also like lap 
Oh wait, but see, you can't get higher than that, right? What is what is the hundred metric? Hundred percent means that it, it's all relative. So relative oh, okay. to 2017, there was twice as many people um, searching for Bitcoin in 2017 than there is right now. Because we're at, well, actually we're at 67. So we're we're a third more people searching for Bitcoin in 2017 than there is right now. Oh, okay, interesting. So once it, so, so we're gonna surpass this. So all you're gonna see is this peak be going to 100, and this one just getting smaller and smaller. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So do you think that's 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 what's gonna happen, right? It oh, has for sure. To be. Yeah, it's With definitely increase in happen. price. It just means an increase in awareness and an increase in attention, interest. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So if that's the case, <clears throat> and then and so for Ethereum, if you go back to 2017, there was out of 100 people searching for bitcoin eight people were searching for ethereum mm -hmm. and it's relatively like the same these days yeah 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 ethereum and it's being reflected in the price like ethereum isn't still hasn't hit its previous all-time highs you know yeah <laughs> it just doesn't have the same i guess like viral potential of bitcoin i think it's just because bitcoin's easier to understand Ethereum's a little more intimidating i guess to the average retailer wow man people are still like what is that yellow gold just searching oh, the gold. shitcoin gold. Get get the hell out of here. Dude, look how wonderfully stable that is. It is pretty stable. It's pretty wild, man. Yeah, it's like a it's like a healthy heart rhythm, isn't it? Yeah. The Bitcoin it rhythm is. does not look healthy. There's some <laughs> <laughs> there's some like uh cardiac events happening during <laughs> Bitcoin's <laughs> life cycle, dude. Some serious stressful moments. Yeah. That's, That's a true. perfect representation of like, you know, what what phases we're in comparing yeah. these two. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's, let's I compare mean, I, this. I, dude, I definitely, I'm coming off as like a big time Bitcoin hater. I'm not a hater of Bitcoin. It's just sometimes I think the Bitcoin maxis just get a little out of control with their, like I said, it's very cultish like, you know? Yeah. And I get it. It's because they're, they're, they're in so deep, like, you know, why wouldn't you spend your life trying to convince other people that this is this is the way, you know? <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, and take a look at this. So if you have 100 people searching, 62 people would be searching something about Facebook, mm. while at the same time, 12 would be searching about Bitcoin. Mm. So people are Google searching Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be like people... Like too lazy to type it in their browser. Like, Probably. There's no way nobody like doesn't know what Facebook is. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. What is this? So this is a uh, this is all time 2004 to present. Mm. Like okay. at See, that makes peak. more sense. Like yeah, around those times, yeah, people probably were like Google searching. What the fuck is Facebook? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Facebook started in 2007. Let's take a look at Tesla. 2007 and 2008. I'm yeah, pretty let's... sure Tesla is pretty. Uh, there's got to be like a recent, like huge spike up. Let's get rid of Facebook. Dude, it's not even like registering. It's so small. Well, compared to Facebook, a lot yeah. more people are searching for Facebook. See, Tesla's in green. So, yeah. That's it? It's growing, dude. Yeah, but dude, come on, man. Elon's the richest man in the world. We're, I okay, mean, relative to gold, I mean, people know more about gold than they know about Tesla. Put Elon Musk on there, dude, next to Tesla. Let's see. Let's see who's searching more. Oh, Tesla. Tesla's getting more searches than Bitcoin and Ethereum, dude. No, it's not. Yeah, Tesla is is gold now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, man. It's literally the hottest stock on the market. You know. 
Nah, let's look at Papa Elon, dude. Throw him in the mix. Elon. <laughs> no, not Elon. Elon Musk, <gasps> dude. <laughs> Come on. There he is, CEO of SpaceX down there. Elon Musk. Okay, it's not that interesting. I thought, <laughs> not that. So Bitcoin's still way more interesting. Oh, yeah, Bitcoin's way more interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, these are these are solid indicators. The fact that you said that we're going to see the 2017 peak start to decrease over time once this 2021 peak just continues to rampage makes me think there, there is a lot more. You know, oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Growth. Yeah, this doesn't mean that everybody's searching Bitcoin. It just means that this is the most that people have searched for Bitcoin. Yeah. No, I just thought like, like to me, I was looking out for like, once you hit that hundred threshold, it's pretty much over. <laughs> no, 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 definitely so, not. Potentially not. Okay. No, absolutely not. That would be the day though, that yeah, there are the more searches. Thinking about it at least, right? Like it's getting a little too crazy out here. Yeah. Yeah, think about it. Dude, this this happened when Bitcoin went to its all-time high, which took 10,000 to 20,000 Bitcoin in mm -hmm. about a week. And then that happens to coincide with all the maximum searches ever in Bitcoin. Yeah. So, could that happen again once we reach to 100 and oh, then for sure. and then all of a sudden, cuz think about this. Man, I wish I can zoom in here, but you see this double peak here? That was the all-time high, and then more people search for it. And then it brought this 100% down to like 98 or whatever, mm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe once we reach to 100,000, we're going to see like this peak and it's going to go from 100 to 200,000. Yeah, I don't think that's impossible because just, just off of what we were saying earlier, if Bitcoin only experienced its first pullback at 42,000, like there's going to be many pullbacks during this cycle, I would imagine. So yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess this could potentially be one of those super cycles. <laughs> Dang, man. Potentially. I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. Well, this this has been fun trying to figure out like what, what's going to happen. And this guy, James, I don't know, man. Read the white paper, dude. Okay, go through some of these. like. Oh, look, look. So it's not that Bitcoin. It's not Bitcoin that's dead. It's the dream of Bitcoin as a currency that could complete, compete with the dollar that's dead. Yeah. I don't know, Who's man. That? Is that the author? That's the author, yeah. Oh, yeah, poor guy. He's like, dude, guys, chill the fuck out, dude. Like, I just wrote an article. Chill out. Fuck. Leave me alone. Like, this is what Twitter does to people, man. They just, like, it's like a platform for cyberbullying, dude. It's kind of gross, dude. <laughs> yeah. Twitter, it's definitely, like, the worst. Like, when it comes to the hive mind, it's basically, like, what we saw at the Capitol, but, like, the keyboard warrior version of that. Like, they all just gang rape you you know it's awful dude <laughs> so i don't know i'm obviously not the big biggest proponent for social media dude i don't participate much you know the lately these days i'm kind of forced to like dabble in these twitter waters but if i had a choice definitely <clears throat> wouldn't be like you know being exposed to this level of toxic thought you know what i mean yeah it's just not healthy yeah but you know what it's the algorithms that force us to do these things, these clickbaits, because if you do, if you say, if your article says Bitcoin is not a currency, yeah. but a, a store of value, nobody's going to click on it. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it doesn't incite enough curiosity, right? Yeah. He said, Bitcoin is dead. Yeah. Like exclamation mark. You're like, what? <laughs> like <laughs> the Maxis got pissed, dude. And they came in droves. And then yeah. he says cryptocurrencies have emerged in Bitcoin's wake. 
that are better designed to function as currencies, but paradoxically, they're nowhere near as popular as Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. because Bitcoin uh, has a different use case now. And I don't know how much we should follow Bitcoin's original vision of Satoshi. Like, does it does it make sense that should we follow that that original vision, or should we make it something bigger when it can be bigger? No, I think they already tried that. Like, people tried to build on Bitcoin, expand it, and then yeah. they realized it's like, not really meant for that. And that's where the altcoins came about. You know? Yeah, because if you think if if Bitcoin can be like Earth's settlement layer in terms of like financial transactions then you wouldn't want to spend your bitcoin like at the coffee shop like nope. it, just, it wouldn't make sense yeah and i think that's what ethereum is slowly evolving into too i don't think ethereum isn't going to be what it initially envisioned itself to be that's, either that's true dude you know and ethereum is not going to be the the general purpose operating system for well, the internet it's let me ask you the settlement layer for the value that's being conjured up on all the other chains. So let me ask you if, uh, so why do you say that? Like why, what's the particular specific reason why you think Ethereum is not going to be what it, what it set out to be originally? Just because there, there's enough traction, like, like exactly what you were just describing for like, maybe Bitcoin can be bigger than what it is and like serve more of a purpose than what it does. And out of that thought process came this whole altcoin movement. So people are, there's already enough traction showing people are, are running with that idea and building outside of Ethereum and, you know, in a much more scalable environment, you know, where they can actually become what Ethereum envisioned itself to be using like a much more. Well, what exactly efficient. is pushing people to use different platforms other than Ethereum? It's just like the, the lack of. <clears throat> I'm trying I to guess. get you to say something. That's, that's why I ask you these questions. Yeah, well, I'm trying to figure out exactly what you want me to say. I mean, I know what's wrong with Ethereum, dude. It doesn't it just it's not it's not nowhere near to being capable to produce like mainstream friendly applications, you know? But why though? Like because it's uh it's just like an old legacy system that hasn't moved to proof of stake yet. Oh, know? okay. And even so, even then I don't so, think that's gonna be So you sort of answered the thing that I wanted you to say was uh the scalability. Yeah, of course. So that's that's the inherent problem with Ethereum because right now, I mean, specifically not today because today's transactions, the gas prices have been around nine or nine dollars or so, which is far yeah, more reasonable it, than the past. Think about how niche Ethereum still is. Like, it's a tiny community of users. You know, this isn't. There's no. You couldn't even have like a a, 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 a hundredth of the activity that Facebook has on Ethereum. You know. Yeah, you can't. Like it's not possible. So to to kind of claim Ethereum to be like the platform for the next version of the internet, like it's not. I don't think that's ever going to happen. You know. So what what will Ethereum be once ETH 2.0 takes over and we have staking instead of proof of work? To me, all that means is like it's just less congested than it is today, probably. <laughs> just less congested. You're just still going to see. You're still going to see like expensive gas transactions yeah i think so you're never going to see like what what it's envisioned to be like you want it to be seamless for the end user right you don't want there to be any friction yeah you know and that's what these outside these tertiary projects are are for that's their focus right they're more consumer centric you know just so that and that's perfectly fine i think as long as they 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 prioritize the bridging to what the actual value layer is is that ethereum 
you know, network. Yeah. That's where the value is settled. That's where it's, it's implanted and confirmed and validated. This is this digital asset is now here in the Ethereum ledger. Yeah. All the activity you did leading up to this eventual transfer to that point was feeless. Now you got to pay some kind of like confirmation fee. That's fine. From like an end user perspective, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to spend a year, you know, interacting with all these feeless, you know, protocols, Mm -hmm. as long as it means I've accrued some type of additional value at the end of the year that I could at some point cash in on and pay like some kind of, you know, settlement fee. Yeah. That's fine. That's a perfectly acceptable user experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. <clears throat> I think um, I think you're ultimately right. It's just, it's hard to envision what, it, it, it was an easy transition for Bitcoin to go from a currency to a world reserve asset. And I can't, I don't know what Ethereum is going to be in, in a similar transition. It's just like you're saying, just a settlement layer for the digital transactions to occur. Mm-hmm. But the thing that Ethereum has going forward is like the security level of Ethereum. It's sort of the same that's going for Bitcoin in, in terms of the security. Yeah, think of it as like it's like the vault for of data, like the, the vault bank of vault. data. Yeah, it's like, the, it's like the internet vault that people. It's, it's like you're saying it's the most secure vault in existence for internet data to be you know directed to. Yeah. So see that makes sense. Just. Just because banks exist and like, see, we're all spending our day-to-day lives interacting with one another and earning value through our jobs and whatnot, but our money's never really secure, right? Until it's actually in that bank vault. That's true. That's true. Same thing. You know, we could be accruing like cash and stuffing stuffing it into our mattresses, which a lot of people do, (laughs) but until you gather all that cash, take it to a bank, lock it up, that's when you know your your wealth is secured, you know? So. I think Ethereum will serve that same purpose, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, unfortunately, it's, it's we have to wait. It's, yeah, it's forced to, right? It's, it's just, that's the nature of how things came about, you know? Yeah. It's not what they initially wanted to happen, but I don't think it's a bad thing either, man. Like, we shouldn't all be, like, bummed and, like, you know, to, like, butthurt about this. No, I don't, I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah, I think it's perfectly fine. Just like, like, Bitcoin maxis, man. Like, calm down, dude. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you still have some valuable shit in the Bitcoin, you know. Yeah. It's okay if, if we're not constantly sending each other Bitcoins. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, that covers everything we want to talk about. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and uh, at the Runner and at Metazone.io. Make sure you also comment, like, and subscribe to this podcast. We need the help. Um, and, yeah, I think read the Satoshi White Paper. And enjoy it. Read it enjoy like, it. Read it like <laughs> 10 times. It's only nine pages. Is it even really that enjoyable, dude? Dude, it I, is enjoyable. It can't be, dude. It sounds so boring. <laughs> no, it's only nine <laughs> pages, man. Come on. I guess. Maybe one day, like, we'll read it for you guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just sit here and fucking read the white paper, dude. Uh, dude, that'd be some, some fire content. I wonder, dude. Yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe we should make a video where we're just like, Reading important snippets and there's like some crazy like cool animations. Yeah, that's actually not the worst idea. Yeah, because I dude, nobody's fucking read that. Like, (laughs) like nobody's buying Bitcoin today. Like, is reading the white paper. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they need to be exposed to it somehow, in a more digestible way. You know. Yeah. So tune in next week for uh, reading that white paper. (laughs) That's right. right. (laughs) We're cracking on that. All right, guys. We'll see you uh, next week then. 
Gyra, peace. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. Yeah.